The Breakdown Politics with Mercer Prescott and his band of eclectic cronies telling you what you need to know regarding politics breaking it down politics and welcome to another episode of politics with Mercer Prescott and his band of eclectic cronies Mercer do your thing. All right, all right. Uh, I'm going to just jump right into it today. Uh, I'm missing a tooth uh, up in the top row. So if I lisp a little bit more, it's because I'm still getting used to it, so don't mind me. And I know this is politics, but I'm just, i I got to talk about this LeBron thing really quick. LeBron ain't trying to win no more rings going to L.A. He's just trying to get set up for the next step after basketball. Because LeBron is, what, 32? Something like that? I think he's 34. Yeah, 32. We're going with 32. Either 32 or 30. He's in his early 30s, you know. So how many more good years does he have left, you know? So I'm four, maybe? I mean, you figure he's been in, yeah, about I mean, that. I mean, he's been in eight finals. I've been in the league, what, 15 years maybe? Yeah. yeah. I want to say he's 33, 34. Oh, no, no, now I got to look it up. Oh, I'm <laughs> <laughs> but, but you figure if you have to end up someplace where you could set something up for the future, it would be L.A., you know? Well, they say his, um, what do they call it, his Paramount studio is like a 14-minute drive down the street. Yeah, exactly. So I didn't know he had his own setup over there. That's what's up. Yeah, I mean, he's thinking about the future, and you know what? That's good, because I figure it like this. You know, a lot of people down him because he's not he, – because they're like, well, he ain't no Jordan, he ain't no Kobe. Who gives a shit? He's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's probably going to end up in a top five. Hold on, hold on, hold on. His uh-huh. birthday is December 30th, 1984. He's 33 years old currently. Okay. So you think about in this contract, he'll be, he'll be 37. He'll be 37. And that's a good that's a good age to retire. Most people actually most people retire a little bit earlier than that, to be honest. Yeah. How old was Kobe? Was Kobe thirty four when he retired? No, he was a little bit older. A little bit older than that. I'm not sure. I have to look that up. But you know, I mean, you figure people like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar played until they were like forty. I think Dirk Nowitzki's like forty when he retired. If he even retired, I don't even know if he retired. He may still play another year. <laughs> so I mean, as long as you can still do it, I mean, LeBron is just an amazing athlete. So he may go until forty. I don't know, but yeah, he ain't trying yeah, to win. Want to do that to yourself. He ain't, he ain't like you said. He ain't going there. He ain't going there for that. He going there, like you said, to set himself up sweet. I mean, the price is the price point is right. Yeah. Um. How you I mean. This? Yeah, I mean, price point was right. I mean, 100. Well, I forgot the name, but it's uh, 154. Now I don't know how he's gonna get along with that Lavar Ball, that Ball boy, but they they seem to be cordial. He don't tell. I seen them play against each other. Yeah, but he don't, he don't tell Alonzo stop taking them goofy jump shots and pass the damn ball. <laughs> I know you see that ugly ass shot, and then oh my god, ugly ass shot that's only 33 percent of if that if it's even 33, I think it's like 25 percent effective. Uh, if you shot your ball more orthodox, you probably can get that up to fifty percent. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I mean, yeah. if anybody could throw an ugly ass shot and make it one out of three times, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
You exactly. got to keep his daddy off off the court and away from the court. Everything will go well because I just don't see I don't see LeBron and old an old boy getting along. LeVar getting along. Yeah, because LeBron ain't LeBron ain't for that foolery. You know what I'm saying? I know Magic gonna tell LeVar Ball, keep your damn mouth shut, man. We got LeBron now. We don't need your goofy ass son. We'll we'll trade him for uh we'll put him in a package and trade him for uh, Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> we yeah, played yeah. around. I just don't know. I just don't know why they would have. I mean, I guess they had to. I mean, what was what was Magic thinking about picking up picking up LeBron? I just don't see the benefit. I mean, yeah, Showtime. I guess you want to do Showtime again because that was his era in the '80s. You know what I'm saying? Right. But, it's going to sell tickets. I mean, people... Oh, definitely going to sell tickets. Yeah. Because, I mean... Lakers are going to sell tickets anyway. Have you ever seen, really, an empty bleacher, even this ass sorry as year for the ass? Well, that's the thing. They're trying to keep those bleachers full. Well, nobody's trying to pay to see Lonzo Ball's ugly-ass jump shot. But they will pay to see LeBron. Looking like a baby Drake. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but before I get too far off topic, um, something pop- I know, I know. <laughs> something popped into my box just as I was going over my notes. Uh, do you know? The way it happened. Yep. And there was a. Uh, I, I was. I was going to talk about this on the solo show because there was still more stuff I had to put together. But about oh, the shooting cool. at uh, the shooting in Annapolis uh, at the uh, at the newspaper, right? Um where the guy walked into the newsroom and shot five people with a shotgun, right? Here's the thing about that. Um, this guy, his name was uh, Jared Ramos, and the, long, the, the short version of the story is he basically uh, shot those people at the, uh, the Capitol Gazette because they ran a story about him because he, he was talking to some girl, and uh, he pleaded guilty to it, and they ran a story about it in the paper. And it was kind of personal because they were like, Jared wants to be your friend. And it was about him stalking this girl. So he sued for defamation of character and lost because the judge was like, yeah, well, here's the thing, Jared. Everything they printed was true. So it can't be defamation of character if everything they printed is true. So this was a few years ago, but now I guess I don't know what went on in his head, but he went in and shot up the paper, you know. And... Uh, the story that popped into my box was that um, the mayor of Annapolis asked Donald Trump to lower the flags in honor of the employees of the Capitol newspaper, and he refused to do it. He wouldn't do it. So every time there's some sort of shooting, they always lower the flags. But he wouldn't lower the flags for the press because, as Trump always says, the press is the enemy of the state. You know, he calls him not the enemy of the state. I'm thinking of the movie. He calls him the enemy of the people. You have Milo Yiannopoulos basically saying he can't wait for vigilantes to start shooting reporters. And people like Milo, people like Trump, they hate reporters because reporters are constantly calling them on their bullshit. Constantly. You know, Trump can't get away with anything. Well, he gets away with it because his fans don't care. But he can't really get away with stuff because everything he does, the press is on his tail. You know? So, the, I think it's just pathetic that they even had to ask Trump to lower the flags as opposed to the fact that he wouldn't lower them. 
So I'll talk more about this on the, on the solo podcast, but it's absolutely pathetic on Trump's part that he wouldn't do that. Like, it's just, he's just petty as petty can be. Yeah. So um, I, I'm going to tell you a story. I always got stories. And I'm hoping I haven't, I'm hoping I haven't told the story already because I tell, I tell these stories so many times, I don't know where I've told them. I don't know how many times I've told them, but I just tell them, you know. When I was in junior high school, I had a paper route. And when you had a paper route, you could buy shit, you know, because you got money now. I don't got to say, Dad, buy me this. Ah, I got money now, you know. So I had to walk to junior high school because I lived just, just within the mile-and-a-half marker to walk to school. So basically, all the kids at the end of the block got a school bus. I had to walk one and a half miles to junior high school. So in the spring and the fall, that's cool because it's great weather. In the summer and the winter, it sucks. So I bought myself a pair of sheepskin gloves, right? They were like sheepskin mittens, I should say, but they were so damn warm. Uh Uh-oh.
You there, Mr. Blue? I am. Yeah, man. I, 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 I didn't know what happened, man. I see you dropped off the call. I didn't know if it was still taping or not. Ooh, no, I fell off the planet for a minute. It had a, the Matrix got a glitch in it, you know what I'm saying? Oh, man. The biggest representative of the glitch was this guy named Trump. Watch out now. And his wife, who wasn't part of the Matrix per se, definitely joined the bandwagon with that stupid-ass jacket she had on the other day. <laughs> uh, she was just trying to distract from something else, man, because I, I, I know she knows how to read English. It's not like she didn't know what that jacket said. So. Mm-hmm. And when the last time you seen her with like a $35 jacket on? Come on, son. She don't wear nothing less than a G. Exactly. She ain't funny. I got something for her ass, though. <laughs> it's called dick. <laughs> you know what? Don't say that because uh, be careful what you wish for because you know she ain't getting nothing from Trump. I know she ain't waking up. I know she ain't waking up with hard nipples every morning looking over at that orange stained oh, pillowcase. Oh. <laughs> but, uh, oh, man, you got me excited now. I might have to. I'm going to shoot my shot, yo. I'm going to um, look up her Twitter handle. I'm going to shoot my shot, yo. <laughs> so, we didn't get that far. You want to just start over? Because I know there's a huge space in this thing. Or do you want to just go for it? You, you, you're just going to edit it. There's a big space. What happened? What were you doing? <laughs> I, was, I was talking, and then I noticed you went on, and I was like, oh, do I just keep going, or, you yeah, know? Yeah, you got to keep going, bro. You got to, you got to, hello. This like if it was a real radio station, you know what I'm saying? You got to be like, um, you got to go with it, you know what I'm saying? Well, the, the thing is, I didn't, I, I didn't know if we were still taping or not. Oh, no, it's tapes regardless. It tapes when I say don't tape no more until you hang up. Oh, man, I didn't know that. I would have just kept going until you came back on. That's totally my bad, man. All right, man. Let's, um, let's, let's see what we need to do. Well, you know, I'm going to have to edit it because um, while we're on, it's just going to stop and restart and still be part of the same recording. All right. All right, so, and um, take two. As you were saying, Mark. Oh, okay. It's going to be a lot of editing for this one. That's totally my bad. But, um... I'm, I'm going to tell you a story. You know, I, I started telling it before. I'm going to go ahead and tell it. And like I said, I don't know if I told this already, but I tell so many stories, I never know when uh, I've told one already. But when I was in junior high school, uh, I had a paper route. And when you had a paper route, you could buy shit. You could just, you don't need to just be like, Dad, could you buy it? No, just go to the store and buy it. So I lived just within the one-and-a-half-mile marker to get a bus to school. So all the kids who lived on the corner got a bus, and I had to walk, you know, one and a half miles of school. So like I said, in the in the the fall and the spring, it's dope because, you know, nice weather. But in the summertime and the winter, it sucked. So I bought myself a pair of sheepskin gloves. They were mittens, actually. And um, they were just really, really warm. They really helped. So there's a bodega across the street from my – uh, for my high school. I mean, sorry, for my junior high school. So I stopped there to get myself a bagel and a, you know, and a drink. And I put my gloves on the counter so I can get my wallet. And when I did, this dude took my gloves. He had to be like 20. And he just took my gloves and just walked outside. So I went after him. And when I went after him, he had three more dudes with him. And he was all smug because it was four against one. And he was like, so, you know, he said, so tell me. 
how bad you want your gloves back. So 2% of me was like, we could take them. The other 98%, the sensible 98 said, look, I know you're angry. I know you're pissed off, but nothing you could do. You'll get beat up, maybe even worse, over a pair of gloves that you could just buy again. Let it go. There are just some things that you just can't win, you know, no matter how much it sucks, no matter how helpless you feel, you know. The reason why I bring this up is because there was a story that has been kind of been pissing me off, and that's about the New York City Council who was, well, we all know the story about the young man who lost his life, a uh, 15-year-old kid who got killed by that gang with machetes. They dragged him out of a bodega, and they killed him right in front of the bodega with machetes. So they made another arrest recently, so there's eight total arrests in this case. So they were all part of a gang. And it was actually a case of mistaken identity because they thought that this kid was in a video with a female relative of one of the gang members in a, in a sex video. So the city council blames the bodega because they were saying that the bodega didn't do enough to protect this kid. Now, here's my thing, okay? I saw the video. They released the, the security video of what happened, right? So they're about to close up. The kid burst into the store, and he tries to jump over the counter. So the old man was kind of like pushing him back, like, you know, because he just came out of nowhere. Like, he was pushing him back, like, whoa, whoa. And then when he said they were after me, then he kind of realized, oh, like, oh, okay, and he pulls him over the counter. But, pardon me, he was so scared that they actually, uh, like, when they, when they came in the store, he kind of popped up to try and run, and they grabbed him, and they took him outside the store, and they killed him. Now, here's the thing. I think it was the old man, the bodega owner, and I think one of, his, uh, one of the people that works with him in the store. You got five or six dudes with machetes, right? I'm pretty sure if the old man had a gun, he would have pulled it. You know, because they never mentioned anything about him having a gun. What exactly was he supposed to do? So he did what he supposed to do. He called the cops, you know, and uh, I think he called the cops twice because they were trying to say that he didn't do anything to help. And the uh, NYPD was like, yeah, he, he called he called the cops. You know, he called twice, actually. And there was nothing they could do. So now the city council is so mad that uh, they're trying to get him shut down. Because they're saying that anybody who won't protect uh, the youth of the city doesn't deserve to have a store in the city. So they're even looking at trying to get his, uh, his liquor license revoked. And I'm like, yo, that's foul. You know, you can't do that. That's not right. Because what do they want him to do again? I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm seeing this whole scenario in my head, and it's very, very disturbing. Yeah. What was he supposed to do? I guess he was supposed to go out there and, and, and quote unquote, intervene. You know what? Well, you know what would happen with, with a bunch of cats with machetes? That he would have been a victim. Exactly. They would have killed him. I am a trained. I was. A, I was a trained assassin in the United States military. I was a trained merc. I'm very trained in multiple fighting disciplines and multiple weapons. I don't even think I would have been successful in stopping that. And, and, and I guess why I take this guy's side is because, you know, if you put yourself, everybody thinks, well, if I would have went out there, I'd have been like, hi-ya! And I'd be like, Whoa! you know, that's fucking bullshit. That's some old Jackie Chan Jet Li shit. 
That's not real life. No one does that. Do I need to go see them? Do I should I go see these people on the city council? I wish I was. I wish I lived in New York so I can go to their office and tell them stop this shit. Because you're just grandstanding at this point. You're just trying, trying to, to up your political career. Okay. Exactly. Just trying to up your exposure by coming down on somebody who was in a position, an impossible position at that. And here's the worst part. He knew the kid. He's known him since he was a little kid. He's from the neighborhood. You know, what? the people know everybody because they all shop at the store. So how do you think this guy feels? You know? And it, the city council, I think they went too far. They were way too far. You know, what was he supposed to do? Intervene. Get the fuck out of here. What was he supposed to do, get killed? So maybe he, we should maybe make a version of that at City Hall and see what they do. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> because I, if, if I put myself in that guy's shoes, there's nothing I could have done that was different. Nothing. No, he called it. He called the cops. And he kept himself out of harm's way. Yeah. He tried to help the kid. You know, he tried to hide him behind the counter, but he was so scared when he came in the store for him, he kind of popped up like he tried to run. You know? So I, I don't understand what people are thinking when they think that this bodega owner could have done something. There's nothing he could have done. So I, I, I don't, you know, it kind of pisses me off. And, and I hope that if he loses enough business, I hope he sues the city council for his business. You know, if people decided on their own, they didn't want to shop there anymore. There's nothing you can do about that. If the city council is driving people to not shop there and interfering with his liquor license, that's not right. Mm-hmm. I, I hope he sues them. I really do. They do need to sue them, and I hope that they lose their place on the city council. That is not right. Right is right and wrong is wrong. And yeah, of course, nine times out of ten, we all be talking shit, so we're the wrong ones. But we know right when we see right, and that definitely ain't right, right? Right. Exactly. Exactly. Speaking of right and wrong. Uh, There's no I, such thing as right or wrong. Let's make sure that we understand that. <laughs> I, I, I got an update on uh, Permit Patty. I was going to talk about this the other day. So I know this, I know this is a little old, but um, she was the CEO of a company that makes. Uh, now here's the thing I found out: they don't just make uh, pot for dogs. They actually make a whole lot of different pot products. One of them just happens to be uh, pot for dogs, you know, like THC for dogs to get your dog high or whatever it is, which I think is a fucking stupid idea to get your pets high, but. The reason why I think it was brought up is because she called the cops, and it turned out that she actually did call the cops because she tried to say uh, that she just pretended to call the cops. No, they pulled a 911 call. She actually did call the cops on that little girl trying to sell water so she can get Disneyland tickets. So it was like a happy ending because somebody actually bought her Disneyland tickets, which I thought was really cool. And then um, Permit Patty lost her job. She's no longer the CEO of her company. Because she had to step down because people stopped buying her products. And the reason why they brought up the pot for dogs thing is because there's no permit to sell pot to dogs. You understand? There's no, there's no, uh, there's no standard for it. You know, they don't know what it does to dogs. They don't know the long-term effects of it. There's no real standard 
or no real uh, permit to sell pot for your pets. So actually, it's listed under uh, don't ask, don't tell. Like, hey, you know, you can buy this stuff for your dogs, but shh, don't tell nobody. And she's mad at an eight-year-old girl for selling water without a permit. That is the height of hypocrisy. So, and my thing is this. On the one hand, I do, in a way, feel bad for people like that. I would hate for people to, I imagine this is a business that she built from the ground up. Because I'm pretty sure she didn't inherit a pot business. You know, I'm pretty sure she built this from the ground up, right? And first of all, she's definitely not using her own supply because she's too uptight if she's calling water, uh, cops on an eight-year-old girl. She's definitely using her own products because that's something that uptight people do. That's not, not, that's not something that mellow people do. But Well, that doesn't mean that it was wearing off. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was too much THC in there. She thought the little girl was a dragon. Like, there's a dragon selling water on the corner. Please help and bring chips. But, um, <laughs> but um, I hate to see people lose I'm gonna everything. Tell you a I'm going to tell, tell, tell you a secret, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me, um, depending on what part of the country you are, those type of things get you enough notoriety that gets you actually more money coming in from those, you know, the, the, those, those racist bastards. They have a lot of money and even the ones who don't have a lot of money they'll throw money at something that feeds their negative cause you dig what i'm saying exactly in her mind she probably thought oh it's going to bring more attention to me yeah yeah, this will probably get this might go viral bring more attention to me i'll get a lot more money from the alt-right because my business is kind of slow but it could be better and da 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 you know because honestly let's be honest if you look at that situation was there really a point to do it other than getting some attention? Probably not. But the funny thing was is that when uh, when they put the camera on her, she hid. Tried to hide anyway. She tried to hide behind some steps. That's like if I'm standing uh, right in front of you and then you go hide behind a tree. Maybe <laughs> something else there. Maybe she did that just to aggravate. These people, they getting, they getting Kool-Aid in their veins. They getting steroid pumped behind Trump again thinking they big and bad. Oh, I'm just going to da 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 and nine times out of ten, the cops will side with them. But lately, the cops have been kind of wise, and they haven't been siding with the stupid shit. And, yeah, I think it's funny. It's, it's comedy to me. But I'll be honest with you. I'm really tired of this shit. That's why I don't really be on Facebook like that. So please forgive me, Mark, if I'm not really liking your, your um, post right now. I'm mm-hmm. not, I don't really like that no more. You know what I'm saying? I, and, and I totally understand that because it's the, the news is just depressing. You know, mm-hmm. it's not even about, oh, this is the information that we need to know. It's just a whole bunch of dumb shit going on. And it's like, all right, I know it, but I almost wish I didn't because this is stupid. Right. You know, it really is. There was a, a something that happened in, I think it was in Oakland. And hold on, I got the, here it is. Dude is a firefighter, right? And he's in Oakland. And Oakland's supposed to be like more liberal, you know. But he was out doing uh, inspections, home inspections, uh, inspecting chimneys, like outdoor chimneys. So basically what they do is they walk up to your door, they knock on the door, and if you're home, they say, hey, listen, you know, we're going to be doing an inspection on your chimney. But even if you're not home, they could still just go around the back, and, you know, so long as it's open, I mean, if it's locked, they can't just break in. 
But, I mean, if you can, if they can go around the back, then they go and inspect your chimney. And they want to make sure there's no vegetation, there's no bird's nest or anything like that blocking your chimney, making sure everything is safe, right? But uh, here's the thing. A neighbor uh, thought that this black firefighter, who was in his uniform, by the way, looked suspicious. And the guy said that what made him look suspicious was he was wearing uh, white tennis shoes, you know. So he asked him for his, he, he started filming him. Then he asked him for his ID, and he showed him his ID. And he was like, well, you got to show me some other ID. Because I can't really see you in this picture. And the guy was like, well, I, I am kind of dark-skinned, but I've had this ID for years. Right? And um, the guy was like, you know, if you really need more proof that I'm a firefighter, you can go out to the front yard and look at the fire truck I drove in on. He drove in on the fire truck. So, so it wasn't like he pulled up in a Dodge Dart, you know. He, he was driving the fire truck. Hey, don't sleep on those, those Dodge Darts. That's my dream car. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm just saying, and now riding on Dodge Dart. I'm just saying, it's not like he just drove in a regular car in a fireman's uniform wearing tennis shoes. He was driving the fire truck. He's a firefighter. They were cracking on him on Young Turks. It was like, yeah, he he got himself a million dollar fire truck and and a fireman's uniform just so he can, he can case houses so he can steal $10,000 worth of stuff <laughs> and then drive off in a fire truck. <laughs> what a, uh, you know, it's like black people can't do anything. Yeah. It's like black people can't do anything anymore without me. So it's like, all right, if you're, even if you're doing your job, people still call cops on you. There was a kid in Maple Heights, Ohio, right, uh, Reggie Fields, and he calls us up, Mr. Reggie, and he has a, a business where he cuts grass. So it's him and his, he's like 12 years old, you know, it's him and his cousins, and they cut grass, so he cuts the grass, and his cousins, you know, they clean up everything, right? They sweep, they rake, and all, you know, all the stuff. He got a little business going on, right? So he was cutting grass, and you ever know, like in the, in the, in the suburbs, sometimes there's uh, I'm trying to think of it. I'm trying to think of how I, I, where I've seen that before, you know. But, you know, you have your patch of grass. And sometimes when you're with uh, the way they cut the line with the neighbors, your property line, right, there's no fence. But if you go past a certain length, it's the neighbor's grass, right? So, but you can't really see, so there's no fence or no visible property line. So it just all looked like it was just one lady's grass, the lady who Reggie was cutting for. So he was cutting the grass, and he ended up cutting the neighbor's grass by accident, right? So the woman, uh, she was a white lady, it's important to the story, she called the cops. So the neighbor was really mad. You know, I mean, I should say the lady was mad because, like, this little boy out here trying to earn a living why are you calling the cops on him because he cut your because he cut a piece of your grass? So she had taped the whole thing. Like the cops actually showed up too, and she taped the whole thing, and she put it on, uh, you know, she put it on uh, social media. And actually, someone started a GoFundMe page for him for the little boy. They raised thirty five thousand dollars. He ended up buying a brand new lawnmower and uh, and new equipment, including a new leaf blower. You know, 
But you figure there there have been some some happy endings for this. You know, the little girl who was selling the water for Disneyland tickets ended up getting her tickets. Mr. Reggie ended up getting a new lawnmower and in a few thousand dollars out of the deal. You know, but it shouldn't have to come to that. Just let just let the goddamn kids live. You know, if they were if they were being hoodlums, right? Out, you know, whatever hoodlum movies do, you know, stay on the corner drinking forties, holding their nuts, drawing graffiti. They'd be like, oh, those look at those thugs. I knew all these kids were just nothing but thugs. But now they're trying to make some money, honestly, and you still call cops on them. So what are they supposed to do? Are they just supposed to be just stand still? And even that doesn't work. There was a story. I didn't, um, I didn't pull the story. I wasn't, it wasn't going to be part of this today, but I saw a video of a guy, of cops, arresting a the guy. They were giving him confusing instructions. So he's totally peaceful, unarmed. He's sitting on the curb, and the cops are, like, telling him, like, spread your legs, and his legs are already spread. And they're like, put your legs out. And he was like, but they're already out. And the cop chased him right in the back while he was sitting on the curb trying to follow the cops' ridiculous instructions. So for all the people that said, well, all they had to do was comply, he was complying. And they still tased him. We just live in a, in, in a, a racist country, and I wish people would just I come. That one time a cop, I remember that one time a cop tased me. That's what unleashed my mutant powers, because, you know, it takes like a traumatic event or a shock to the genetic code in order to unleash your mutant genes. Oh boy, it was over for those times, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, you know what? Maybe I read too many comics, but you know, if I had powers, I'd just be out there just beating up cops. If I was like Luke Cage, was like, "What you gonna do? Shoot me?" Ah, uh-huh, you can't. I'm bulletproof. <laughs> it's crazy though. Like, I, I, I don't know what I would do because it's like you got powers, but. What you gonna do with him for real though? You know what I'm saying? You're gonna actually right. expose yourself. You're gonna get really jacked up in the game. Everything and everybody gonna come at you. They right. said that what was it? I, I read a comic line one time. It was basically saying that when the superheroes came out, that's when all the supervillains came out. That you ain't really hear about no supervillains until the superheroes started coming out, and that it was a cause and effect thing. I was like, oh, okay. That was uh, interesting. Think about it. If, if, if they if they stay hidden. Everybody might have stayed hidden, you know what I'm saying? Right. And I think that was an Avengers thing, but it might have been, nah, it was um, Defenders. I think they talked about it in Defenders. No, you know what it was? Uh, Civil War. Vision was saying that. When they were, when they were oh, talking okay. about, when they were talking about um, after what happened in, uh, in Africa with, uh, with, with Crossbones, when they broke that building by accident. And they were all sitting around. They were all sitting around talking about it. And Vision came up and saying that it was causality, you know, because now you have all these powerful heroes and people are rising up to challenge them, you know. So I, 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 I like the Vision character. The Vision character seems to be, for lack of a better word, omnipotent. And I just don't understand why everybody got to have an omnipotent superhero. I hate Superman. <laughs> like, you can't kill him. He can't die. He's the most powerful man on the earth. Why he couldn't just be a Superman that would that could be hurt and hurt just like anybody else or has weaknesses well, like anybody else? You know, everybody yeah, has weaknesses. Well, well, Superman got kryptonite. So you remember like Superman yeah, and Batman. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
yeah, but how often does that come out? Only one who really uses it against them is Luthor. Um, nah, nah, forget. I don't like it. I don't like it. That's why I don't even f with DC. To me, that's why I really mix with Marvel. Marvel stuff is kind of believable. They have a enough scientific basis behind their stuff that makes it kind of feel like, yeah, that could actually happen. Yeah. <laughs> Versus DC, in your mind, it's like, no matter what you throw at me, that, none of that shit can happen. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> got, got Marvel. Like, with some exceptions. Like, with some exceptions. Like, I mean, do, we, do they really have to throw a Silver Surfer in there? Probably not. <laughs> Thanos and all that in there? No. I'm talking about, like, the homegrowns, like the you know, if a, if a guy was a billionaire, he probably really could be Iron Man. You know what I'm saying? True. I mean, Batman's a billionaire, so... Right. I mean, it, it makes sense. Like, how does Batman have all that stuff? Well, yeah, he's a billionaire. <laughs> those bat, those batarangs don't grow on trees. <laughs> what doesn't make sense is why people wasn't hip to who he was in reality anyway if he's the only recognized billionaire in Gotham. Right. Hmm. <laughs> because because if people were smart, movies would be short. That's why, and comic series and all that stuff would be short if people were smart. Why do you think Superman's disguise is a pair of glasses? You know, you would think that with, uh, with all the people working on that equipment inside of the Wayne's Empire or Wayne Enterprises or whatever it's called, that you know, it's like, whoa, this looks awkwardly similar to that thing that prototype we were working for. At Wayne's Enterprise. <laughs> well, you know what? That happened in, in Dark Knight. That happened. Somebody somebody figured out that Lucius Fox was making weapons from Batman and tried to blackmail him. And Lucius Fox was just like, yeah, go for it. Who else going to believe you? <laughs> but somebody in there figured it out because they were like, hey, you know, all this stuff that you that Batman got looks really similar to this stuff that you're making in your, in your R&D department. So... Yeah, people were doing that, but you know, they had they still had to prove it. They still had to call them on it. And besides, you really want Batman to show up and tell my side of my business? I wouldn't. <laughs> I definitely wouldn't. I, I I will say one thing though, you know, when people talk about heroes and they talk about stuff like that, they people think people seem to think that uh, ice. Uh, are heroes, you know. Donald Trump made up a fake story about ICE saying that they liberated a, a town from MS-13. That is absolutely not true, okay. There is no record of ICE liberating a town from MS-13. Like, Donald Trump's mind is like a comic book, and sometimes the stories in his head just come out in his tweets, you know. And he's trying to defend ICE because people want to abolish ICE. Put it like this, we didn't need ICE. ICE was created during uh, the Bush administration, during the Patriot Act. So they're basically INS, but with broader powers. You know, so we really don't need ICE because INS was doing a good job anyway. So Donald Trump is actually him and Jeff Sessions. I was watching um, what's his name uh. Camel Bell, I, I, oh, I apologize for mispronouncing his name, Camel Bell, he had a special on Netflix, and he was saying that, uh, talk about Jeff Sessions, and how Jeff Sessions was too racist to be a judge in Alabama, because he was up for to be a judge, and they were just like, no, 
He's too racist. And that was in the 80s. In Alabama, in the 80s. And he was too racist to be a judge. But now he's writing immigration policy for the Justice Department, thanks to Trump. So now, and this hits me close to home, right? Because I'm the son of immigrants. My parents are, my mom, God rest her soul, was was a green card holder. She never got her citizenship. My dad is a naturalized American citizen. Okay. So for asylum seekers, and here's the thing, you know, this whole thing about separating kids at the border, I know we've talked about that at length, but here's my thing. Um, It is not illegal to seek asylum. So it is totally legal for you to come to the United States and seek asylum and get a hearing and find out if you qualify for asylum. And if you qualify, then we'll start your paperwork. If you don't qualify, we'll have to turn you away. But it's not illegal to seek asylum in the United States. It never has been until the Trump administration. And that's something that a lot of people aren't figuring out because they consider them to be illegal immigrants. But they're asylum seekers. I am not for illegal immigration. I've said that ad nauseum. But I have a soft spot for uh, refugees, especially from countries like in in Central America, sorry, where if you look back on it, a lot of problems that they have, we caused it. So it's not like we're, we're innocent in all this, you know. So uh, I'm all for uh, refugees. So this whole thing about turning away refugees without a hearing is ridiculous, especially since it's – I know a lot of these right-wingers have never read the Constitution past the Second Amendment. So they said First Amendment, free speech, Second Amendment, guns, and that's it. So they don't realize that this thing for asylum seekers is in the 14th Amendment because you are, even if you are a non-citizen, you get due process. You get a hearing. You can't deny them that. But they're trying to change the rules. They reminded me of when the Simpsons had their own version of I'm just a bill, and they were like, um, the kid was like, well, why can't we just make a law against flag burning? And the bill was like, well, because that law is unconstitutional. But if you change the Constitution, you can make all sorts of crazy laws. That's basically what they're doing. So right now, they're trying to make it so that if you seek asylum, you are disqualified from asylum if you enter illegally, which is how most people who seek asylum uh, come in. They come in illegally. You know? And then they also want to make it so that if you had minor infractions back in your home country, like if you have traffic violations, that, that would disqualify you from seeking asylum, which is insane. So minor infractions will get, so unless you are the perfect citizen, you can't come in. I, I'm, if I'm you're a perfect citizen, why would you need asylum? Because more than likely you would create political unrest or not getting along with the norms of your country which just didn't coincide. If that's the case, just based on what you're telling me, Merck, mm-hmm. America as a foundation would be banned from being America. So let's just say we took that law and we applied it to all people that came into this country by that way. America wouldn't even be America because didn't the pilgrims have all kind of illegal issues? Didn't the pilgrims come here illegally? You know what I'm saying? Right. Exactly. But, of course, you know, it doesn't fit the narrative, so they don't think about it. I found out something not too long ago. I was watching one of those uh, 
I watch a lot of these weird videos on YouTube and uh, on Facebook, and I found out something where they always talk about uh, Chinese people, like Orientals, right? And they always, I don't even know if I should be using the term Orientals because it makes it seem so 1930s. But I don't want to be like, I don't want to sound like Archie Bunker and all this. But they always, I forgot what they called it, but they were like, if black people are doing bad, they were like, well, why can't you be more successful like the Chinese? The Chinese are so successful in this country. Why can't you be more like them? Right? One of the reasons why they seem more successful is because at one point, they were only admitting people from China if you were the perfect citizen. So if you were, I mean, you know, when they were building the railroads, you know, of course they were laying in laborers, but other than that, you couldn't come to America from China unless you were a doctor or a lawyer, you know, or an accountant or something high-skilled, right? I'm going to find a video and I'm going to link it to you, Blue, because there was something that, that kind of uh, – blew my mind about why there's so many Chinese restaurants in America. And it's because when people's visas were running out, uh, and, and I, don't want, I don't want to botch it because I, I would need to watch it again and, and take notes on to say it properly, but basically the only way that some of them were able to stay in the country, one of the requirements was uh, either, I don't, know, I don't know if it was owning a business or whatever it was, but they, they pretty much opened Chinese restaurants in order to stay in the country. So I'm gonna, I don't want to say any more on that because I don't want to botch it. I'll have to find a video again, and I may talk about it either on Saturday or on a, on a solo podcast, but it was very interesting. And, you know, because they were like, stop comparing it to the Chinese because the Chinese have special circumstances. Because at one point they were only letting people in if you were highly skilled. Because they were being discriminative. You know, they didn't want to just, quote, unquote, just let anybody in. So you figure, all right, if you're not a asylum seeker, let's say you are a green card holder, right? So you're safe, right? No, because now ICE is rounding up green card holders who have committed minor offenses. So if you have traffic tickets or any other minor offense as a green card holder, uh, they're rounding you up and trying to have you deported. There was a story. Uh, hold on, I got it right here. Uh, a gentleman named uh, Jose Luis Garcia. Okay, he's in his 60s. He was in this country since he was 13 years old, and he became a legal resident of the United States, a uh, green card holder, in uh, 1988. Right? In 2001, he had a beef, uh, domestic violence beef. Right. So I heard two different stories on that. So on Young Turks, they said that he served about 25 days in jail for it. On, uh, on uh, CBS Los Angeles, they said that it was cleared. But either which way, but they, don't, but they both said that he did have a domestic violence charge in 2001. Right. They cited that domestic violence charge from 17 years ago in order to detain him and try and have him deported. So he spent 19 days in an immigration facility, and they finally got him out. And, they, and the judge was like, well, you should, well we apologize because you should never have been rounded up in the first place. So that's where Trump is going with all this. 
you know, because it's not just, oh, we don't want illegal immigrants here. They don't want immigrants here, period. So you figure, okay, well, I took the test. I'm a naturalized American citizen. I'm as American as you are. So I'm safe, right? Wrong. They also want to go after naturalized American citizens for inconsistencies in their paperwork. So if they pull your paperwork and they find out, oh, something was filled out wrong, they're going to try and revoke your citizenship. That is insane. That is a level of hatred I have not seen since Hitler. So you're going to make somebody come in this country, pay all this money, jump through all these flaming hoops like a goddamn poodle, fill out a test, pass a test that they couldn't even pass. I guarantee you, if you give any of these cats in Congress right now, you know what? Get Find Louis Gohmert, who has the title of America's dumbest congressman. Give him that nationalization test and tell him, if you don't pass this test, we're going to deport you to Guatemala, even though you're not from Guatemala. We're just going to deport you. And you know what? We'll put you in a raft and push you out to sea. You can go whatever country you want to if you can't pass this test. I guarantee by the end of the day, you're going to see Louis Gohmert in a raft floating down to the Atlantic. Because I guarantee you that dumb motherfucker couldn't pass that test. And then you're going to take away their citizenship over paperwork? Are you fucking kidding me? That is a level of hatred I have not seen in a very, very, very long time. Where somebody comes in the country and they do everything right. Every time you move the goalpost, they still score a touchdown, and you're going to go ahead and take this citizenship over some fucking paperwork? Are you kidding me? And I don't mean to get so mad about it, but it burns me. My father's a naturalized American citizen. How do you think I would react if they said, hey, uh, your paperwork is not filled out correctly, so we're, you, you can go back to Dominica? What? This man... Uh, Retired here. He's been in the country for 50 years. And he's going to take his citizenship over some paperwork? First of all, I'll tell you one thing. My dad is not a big guy, and he's an elderly gentleman, but if ICE came to the house, they better draw down. Talking some bullshit about, oh, you're not a citizen no more because of your paperwork. I'll tell you one thing. Y'all going to have to, they're going to be some positions to fill. Because they're not getting out alive. And you know the worst part? My father ain't got no gun. You know what? He don't need one. He just has rage. <laughs> I'm not trying to make him out to be like Chuck Turner, but I'm just saying that, uh, yeah, someone, someone's taking the cutback if you come at him with that bullshit because he's proud, he's proud of the citizenship. He's very proud of it. So, and you're going to take it away over some nonsense. This is the ridiculousness of the Trump organization. And here's the thing. It's not like this should be a surprise. Because he said he was going to do this. He said he was going after the immigrants. But the one thing he didn't say, like he said he was going after the bad hombres. He's going after just working class folks. So I'm pretty sure that judges are lining up, well, maybe not the Supreme Court, because the Supreme Court is another matter altogether, and I'll talk about that another time. But uh, most judges are against the Trump organization and their bullshit. And if it wasn't for the fact that 
Neil Gorsuch is a Supreme Court justice, uh, that travel ban would never have been upheld. Never would have been upheld. But <sighs> I, I I understand why you don't look, why you don't look at Facebook and all this other stuff no more blue because it's it's absolutely ridiculous all this bullshit that's going on. It really is, you know. But I, I will say one there's one piece of good news coming out of New York, uh, and her name is Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Don't know who that is. Uh, she is a well. She's not a congresswoman yet, but it's almost guaranteed she's going to win because she's running against a guy. Well, let me let me back up. Okay, she uh, ran against Joe Crowley. Now, if you don't know who Joe Crowley is, Joe Crowley is the fourth, well, was the fourth most powerful Democrat, right? He was the one who was being groomed to take over for Nancy Pelosi. Okay, that's how powerful he was. He was a 10-time incumbent in New York, and he lost to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. And I don't mean to say her name like that, but I'm just so happy that she won. <laughs> I, I'm not mocking her by saying her name like that. I just can't help it. And, you know, I could just say, I just say Alex and just be like, well, we know who we're talking about, but no. She is so badass. I have to say her, her entire name, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. You know, I'm really happy that she won. She is a democratic socialist, a self-professed democratic socialist. Okay. So I know people hear socialism and, and their assholes tighten up. Their sphincters just lock up when they hear socialism. <gasps> socialism. And part of that reason is because people confuse socialism with communism. Socialism and communism are two different things. Um, communism is basically everything is run by the state. Socialism, everything is run by the people. So there's a huge difference between communism and socialism. Now, on that note, there are so many types, so many different types of socialism out there. Okay? So it's not just one boilerplate type of socialism. There's a lot of different types of socialism out there. Okay? So it's very easy to get them confused. So on that note, I can understand that. But democratic socialists, they still believe in democracy. So they don't believe in everything being state-run, but they do believe that the government has a responsibility to help the people, to put the people first, and not the corporations. You know, I mentioned on, uh, on Saturday's show about uh, the Koch brothers and the Koch brothers screwing over Tennessee when Tennessee was set to get public transportation, and the Koch brothers convinced them not to vote for that measure. The reason why? Because the Coke brothers make a whole bunch of money off of cars and roads and car parts and asphalt and all that other stuff. That's how they make money. That's part of how they make money. I mean, Coke brothers have their fingers in a lot of pies. You know, if you ever bought brawny paper towels, that's Coke brothers industries. Like almost any name brand paper towel is Coke brothers, which is why I always buy supermarket brand. You know, but going back. Joe Crowley, 10-time incumbent, was beaten. You know what Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez was doing last year at this time, Blue? What her job was? Yeah, she was dancing. 
<laughs> she was a she, well, she was a cocktail waitress. So a cocktail waitress beat a ten time incumbent. Isn't that what I just told you, Essie? I thought that I just said. <laughs> you know, <they'll> speak Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, but she was a cocktail waitress at this time last year, and now she is in line to be to be in Congress. Now, keep in mind, she's not a congresswoman yet, but it's a very democratic district, and the guy the, and the Republican she's running against, you know what his platform is? Men's rights. <laughs> oh man. It, you can't you can't make this stuff up. So that's going to be a land that should be a landslide victory for her, you know. And I remember watching the video where she won, and it didn't. She didn't win by a slim margin. She beat him by almost 15 points. She slaughtered him because Joe Crowley is part of the Democratic establishment. The Democratic establishment is starting to get their asses handed to them because people are starting to realize that, hey, just because you're a Democrat, it doesn't mean that you're doing what needs to be done for the people. And people are starting to wake up and notice that there's a difference between being a progressive and being a Democrat. But I'll tell you something funny. I thought this was actually pretty hilarious. Okay, um, Sean Hannity. And I, I don't know why Sean Hannity is still on television. I'm still trying to figure that part out. I'm still trying to figure out who's watching Sean Hannity. Because Sean Hannity is one of the biggest doofuses on television. He is. He is just an absolute moron. And he makes millions of dollars a year. Millions. To just go on TV and be a jackass. So this part made me laugh. Okay. So, Sean Hannity is on TV, right? And he has a, uh, his place card. This is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's platform. So, he's saying all this stuff like it's bad. You know, like it's like, oh, my God, I can't believe. And I'm going to read it to you. And I want you to tell me what you think, okay? This is her platform. Medicare for all. Housing is a human right a federal jobs guarantee, gun control slash assault weapons ban, criminal justice reform, and the end of private prisons, immigration justice, abolish ICE, solidarity with Puerto Rico, mobilizing against climate change, clean campaign finance, higher education for all, women's rights, support the LGBTQ community, support seniors, Curb Wall Street gambling and restore Glass-Steagall. So to hear Sean Handy talk about her platform, you would think that her platform was poisoning seniors and child rape, the way he was telling it. He was trying to tell all this stuff like it's a bad thing, right? Especially the support seniors part. The average age of a Fox News viewer is like 70-something years old. And Sean Hannity is telling his viewers that supporting seniors is bad. I once had somebody complain about when the teachers were marching because the first thing they thought was, well, 
if the teachers make more money, now I got to pay more taxes. But here's the thing. What if all the teachers in your community just decide, you know what, fuck this bullshit, I quit. You know, I do all this work, no one appreciates it, I don't get paid, I got to work, I got to run a goddamn ice cream truck in the summer just to make ends meet because I don't get paid enough. You know, I got to be the major deal at your restaurant during the summer because I don't make enough money. So I quit. I'm going to find a job in the, in the private sector. I got degrees. Get a job in the private sector. What if all teachers decide to quit? How much tax money do you think that's going to cost? If all teachers decide to quit. Because what are you going to do with your kids all day? You're going to take them to work. You're going to homeschool them. Who's going to teach your dumbass kids to read? What are you going to do? Well, there's this new program where you could, take, you could actually take all K-12 courses online, and it's actually um, tuition-free. I'll tell you more about it on our next broadcast because I was not prepared to make a statement about it until you start talking about what you said, and I was just like, oh, well, that's not actually true. We're actually moving towards that, but whatever. Bye. Yeah. So. But the thing is, you know, I mean, one of the things that schools provide when you think about it, aside from education, is daycare. Because they take care of your kids from 7 in the morning until, you know, almost 4 o'clock in the afternoon. So uh, why wouldn't you want to spend a few extra tax dollars to make sure teachers are getting paid? You know, teachers aren't looking to buy Corvettes and yachts. They just want to be able to just work one job and not have to work two or three jobs just to survive. So the whole notion of, you know, oh, well, if the teachers want to get paid more, I got to pay more taxes is ridiculous. You know, who doesn't want women's rights? Well, I know who doesn't want women's rights, Fox News. Because if the women have rights and they get to sue Fox News for sexual harassment. So, yeah, well, we know that one. Okay, I can see how gun control and assault weapons ban can be seen as bad if you're an amosexual who just, you know, uh, loves uh, jerking off with his gun. I can imagine how you could think that abolishing ICE is bad if you didn't know that ICE has only been around for less than 20 years, that they're not really a necessary part of immigration. And that we already had. Yeah, in the right now, in this, in this North Carolina heat, bro, we need ice. I don't know what the fuck you talking about. <laughs> well, we need actual frozen water ice, not uh, not Gestapo immigration ice. You know. Aye, aye, caramba. <laughs> you know. I mean, Medicare for all. And then, and Sean Handy put that first. Medicare for all, he put that first, and he put it like it was a bad thing. You know, and I'm like, you've got to be shitting me. You know, I was just telling my friends the other day, we were talking about uh, just various political things, and I was talking about the 80-20 rule. You know, the 80-20 rule, which is part of Obamacare, stated that for all your revenue that comes in from insurance, insurance companies can't spend more than 20% in overhead. The other 80% has to go to paying out claims, right? So the fact that they had to make an 80-20 rule, I don't even know what the split was before that. For Medicare, do you know, Medicare and Medicaid, do you know what their split is? 95-5. So they spend 5% of their money in overhead. And the other, uh, the other 95% goes into paying claims. 
So even if we do Medicare for all, right, let's say we do Medicare for all and uh, we're doing the whole country and that 5% turns to 10%. That's still 90% of the tax money coming in going to pay out claims. So in other words, we wouldn't have to build an entirely new healthcare system. We already have a healthcare system that is highly efficient. So all we have to do is just slowly expand it. Like they were talking about before, they would just say, okay, um, for this year, this age to this age, you get healthcare. And then next year, this age to this age, and just keep expanding it year after year until everybody's on it, right, until all ages are on it. Because, I mean, for Medicare, uh, it's for the elderly. I, wa I want to say 55 and over. Don't quote me. I could be wrong about that. And for Medicaid, it's basically um, if you make under a certain amount of money, you qualify for Medicaid. So Medicaid is usually for low-income folks. Medicare is for the elderly. So if you were just to expand those programs, everybody would be taken care of. And one of the main things... That sounds really expensive, Merck. I don't know if I agree with that, Mike. You know what's expensive? Um, spending an extra $140 billion on the military when we already spend more than $600 billion a year on the military. We have 800 bases around the world. 800 military bases around the world that cost us $100 million. Not $100 million. I want to say, yeah, about $100 million. No, I haven't pulled those numbers, but 800 military bases around the world, it costs us tens of millions of dollars to maintain every year. I have to get the exact numbers. I don't want to tell lies. But if you cut the amount of bases that we have in half, you know, we could use that money to uh, – Take care of the VA. We can cut our military budget in half and still have the most expensive military in the world. We outspend, depending on what metric you use, we outspend at least the next seven or nine countries, uh, outspend their military, and most of those people who we outspend are our own allies. So our military is bloated and ridiculous. And Trump just... And, and the Republicans just put another uh, $140 billion into the military. So we got the money. The money's a non-issue. You know? And that's the thing with being a democratic socialist. It's not about, we know that this stuff is not free. We know it costs taxes. But the problem is, all these working class folks pay taxes. Where is the money going? So it's not a matter of we don't have the money. The money just needs to be reorganized in a smart way to make this work. That's the thing. Yeah, because the money's a non-issue. We got it. Easy, you know. If you tax the rich, guess what? They'll still be rich. No one's ever, because taxes are a percentage of what you make, no one's ever gone broke from paying taxes. You don't want to go broke from paying taxes when you don't pay your taxes for years. And then they call in your marker and you've got to pay it all at once. Now, don't get me wrong, paying taxes sucks. It does. I look at my paycheck and they, they trim a good 500 bucks every pay period out of my check. Easy. Between what I pay in 
federal and state taxes, what I pay for my uh, for my health care. Yeah, they turn about five hundred bucks every pay period out of my check. So about a thousand bucks a month just into taxes. You know. So my thing. Sweet as they could do like to have our taxes allocated a la carte. Oh, I only want my money to pay for housing. You know what I'm saying? Right. And you know they would never go for that. But the thing is, no one really knows where the tax money goes. So unless it's something specified like FICA or something like that. Right, or Social Security tax, you know? All the rest of your tax money, you don't know what it's going to. Unless you see the big ticket stuff like, oh, hey, uh, we, we're paying uh, uh, extra $140 billion for the military. Now, that extra $140 billion, I don't know. Uh, I have to look and see what period it's for because sometimes they'll say over 10 years or something like that. You know, I think it's a shorter period of time. But I remember they did a huge boost to the military, you know, and it's not needed. It's really not. Even if we were to, if we were to go to war tomorrow, we wouldn't need to spend anything, anything extra on the military. We really wouldn't because that's how much money we spend on the military. Almost $700 billion per year on the military. So... But, Blue, what are your final words? I'm moving to Canada. You know, I saw an article, I think I saved it, where they show you how to apply for citizenship in Canada. I didn't read it, but I, I, I saved it. It's not such a bad idea. You know, I don't think I can, I don't think I can retire in America. I really can't. I, I couldn't see it happening. I may just have to see about this Canadian citizenship thing. I'm not even saying that to be funny. You know, because the healthcare care costs... Be right there with you, buddy. Maybe yep. we could be neighbors or something. Exactly. We live on the same block and be like, yo, I know this dude from, from America. <laughs> so... But oh, stay away from that hood. That's where all the Americans live. <laughs> no, right? <laughs> and, and we'll be the ones that people don't want in, in the country. You know what? We'll, we'll, just, we'll just be refugees. We'll just apply for asylum in Canada. They're like, uh, they'll be like, so we're probably going to have to. <laughs> <laughs> like, our president's a madman. We got, we got to escape. There I go. So... But I, I, I will say this for my final words. Uh, if you do, I will agree with Maxine Waters. If you do see Sarah Huckabee Sanders in the street, go ahead and yell at her. You know, don't physically assault her. Don't beat her up. Don't throw stuff at her. But yell at her. Because it's the only way that she why, listens. Why do, why, I, don't have, I don't have no problem with her. I mean, all she's doing is her job. Well, she lies for a living. And then when you call her on it, she pretends that she doesn't lie for a living. And, and like I always said about White House press secretaries, a White House press secretary's job is the president gives you a, a cup of boiling water, and your job is to make it into a cup of tea or a cup of coffee, something for the press to drink, and be satisfied. You know? So it does involve some bending and twisting of the truth. You know, 
because you, you just got to make this boiling cup of water uh, drinkable, you know. But Sarah Huckabee Sanders will basically just shit into a cup and tell you it's hot chocolate. And if you tell her that it's not hot chocolate, she calls you fake news. So Sarah Huckabee Sanders deserves what she gets. She's not some innocent person. It's not about doing a job. I mean, if she wanted to get a job, I mean, her father is Mike Huckabee, for Christ's sakes. I mean, I'm pretty sure Mike can get her a job someplace. What Robert Townsend said is always work at the post office. So it's not about a, a job when you work for the White House. It's about uh, an ideology because there's all, I mean, there's always work someplace else. You don't have to have that particular job. So, and the reason why I say yell at these people when you see them is because they live, and I don't care if it's uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, I don't care if it's Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, yell at them because these people are in their bubbles and they don't know what it's like on the outside because they're in their bubbles and people just tell them what they want to hear and they think that's how the way the world works. So let them know that's not the way the world works. You know, if you see Sarah Huckabee Sanders, scream at her. Don't assault her. Don't throw stuff at her. Just yell at her and let her know, hey, the guy you work for is a psychopath and uh, it's high time you recognize. If you see Nancy Pelosi in the street, yell at her and tell her, hey, you're supposed to be a Democrat. You're supposed to be working for the people, not for corporations. You know, because this country was founded on civil disobedience. If everybody just said, well, we got to follow the king, the king says we got to pay these taxes, we just pay these taxes, we, this would be, we'd still be British. We wouldn't even be American. You know, there might not be slavery, but that's a different matter altogether. <laughs> you know, you figure France gave up their slaves 100 years before the Americans did. Was it 100? 70, 70 or 80 years. It was, like I think, like the 1790s, France gave up slavery, and we didn't give it up until the 1800s. Then they got rid of all their black people. <laughs> no. No, they, they were, I mean, I'm not going to say no, that was England. My bad, that was England. Yeah. <laughs> so, I think we were one of, the last, one of the last countries to give up slavery. So, but like I said, civil disobedience is perfectly fine. Just, when I say keep it civil, I mean just don't hurt anybody. But let them know, because, I mean, you're writing them letters, you're sending them emails, send them tweets, they're not listening to you. Sometimes you got to scream at them. These public officials work for us. We don't work for them. Okay. They're spending our tax dollars. So if they're not listening to us, we got to make sure that they listen. So, and that's all I had. And that, sir, is enough. And thank you for listening to another episode of Politics with Mercer Prescott and his band of eclectic cronies. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the Urban Breakdown Podcast. Damn it, I hope that shit recorded. Did you log off? No, I didn't log off. But it's hang out. Whatever happens, happens. Yeah. All right. See you later. Bye, man. All right.